What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Galaxy Couch Podcast. It's a good little count-in, wasn't it? It was. I was doing sign language because I'm trying to teach you. I, I, I need to learn them numbers. The numbers. The numbers. Um, <laughs> this is the Galaxy Couch Podcast. This is episode... Four. Five? Because we it, just watched episode six. Did We did watch episode six. Okay, so I wrote this down wrong because I keep mixing up the numbers. <laughs> This is episode six, House of the Rising Sun. Cue I'm, music. I think it's licensed it's, music. <laughs> uh, I, what is, is it? Is it a Led Zeppelin song or is it? That's your area. You, you know the song, right? Yes. I okay. know the band. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's some seventies rock band. I, I could be wrong on that. Um. So yeah, uh, before we get into the plot, I did want to talk about the characters, because while we are making dinner, we were talking about this a little bit. Um, so who are your favorite characters at this moment, like in your rewatch? At this moment? Without taking in any information From this that I know about them. No. Or... Like, that I know is coming. Okay. About them. So no future Claire plans. and Saeed. Claire and Saeed. Yeah. Any reason as... To why? Um, I just vibe with Claire. Um, <laughs> she's, she's, she's charts astrology, and she was Belle on um, Once Upon a Time. I so didn't, I didn't know that. It was later though. She showed up on Once Upon a Time. I was like Claire. <laughs> um, so that's just another bias of I like her. Yeah, because Belle's my girl. Um, and Said, he's very resourceful and keeps a level head even in the face of asshole like Sawyer. <laughs> Constantly saying every uh, slur he could. Which, he started to get, like, really horribly creative with it. I think he... Mr. Falafel. Mr. Falafel, he calls him in this episode. Every It's it's cringy. Every time he says something like <laughs> that. It's like, good. It's like Omar or Ahmed. I'm like, uh, dude, you know his name. Like, everyone thinks you are a shithead. No one is responding to your remarks. I think at this point, I'm probably a fan of... Hurley. I mean, I like Hurley. I like Charlie because I I like someone that we can root for. Someone who clearly is doing things he shouldn't be doing. And you're like, no, baby boy, you can do better. He's precious. He's cute. When Um, he sees his guitar. And I I like Dominic Monaghan. I I think he's... uh, Jack? Oh, no, John. Yeah. Dominic Monaghan from uh, Lord of the Rings. He plays oh. Charlie. He is... Which one of the I'm bad at actors. Pippin. He's Pippin. That's right. I always mix the two up. But yeah, he's Pippin. He's Pippin. Um, so yeah, I, I like him. I like Hurley. He's a full of a took. Uh, yeah, Hurley. He's a fool of a took. Um, I, I think I'm liking Mike a little bit more. Yeah. With this episode specifically. Um, I like Sun. I, I don't know. I, I feel like this show does have a lot of characters that have, you know, like, likable or redeemable qualities to them. Um, and apparently, we did know her husband's name, Sun's husband. When did they say it? Apparently, they mentioned it. it it's Jin. Yeah, but did you see that on IMDb or did they say it? They said it in the, the title or in the, like, the description of the episode. Oh, so they wouldn't okay. say Sun's husband. They yeah. would say Jin. Yeah, so at some point, maybe we missed it this episode. Maybe it was just 
lightly mentioned like one other time. I knew his name. I was just trying to refer from saying it. So okay. glad you. <laughs> good on you then. You're you're good Caught at in. keeping that. So yeah, his name is Jin. Um, so the episode we first start off with Jack and Kate having a little flirty flirt. What uh, are those tattoos? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he's going sleeveless now. The heat finally got to him. Yeah. Ripped off the sleeves. He's got a little shoulder tattoo. It's not really clear what it is. It kind of looks like like tribal-y or like... It's like a picture and then some Chinese symbols underneath. Oh, okay. So maybe it has some meaning, meaning to it or... Yeah. Kate says that's not like you. Yeah, Way to like, stereotype, Kate. Yeah. But she's clearly just flirting. She's like, hey, man, I like you. I, I kind of want to fuck. <laughs> Jack's like, there's more important things to do. And then we get a flashback. We go, we're looking at Sun, and then all of a sudden we see a flashback. Sun is talking at a party. Um, she's, you know, back in Korea. She's talking to some friends, and then... Uh, a waiter comes over and gives her... Because they had a fancy party. Yeah, they're a fancy party. Gives her some champagne and a little note. And I think that was a note. A note? She gets a napkin and she kind of like looks down at the napkin and then looks back up at him. So I, th- I don't know if that was like there was a note on the napkin. I think she was just like being like, that's my guy. Oh. Trying to hide it, like blushing kind of. Okay, because I was wondering like, why the napkin? Is, is it really that hoity-toity of a party? Yes. <laughs> okay. You don't know her father. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna find out. Oh, that's something she said. Kinda. Yeah, you, we don't know her father. She, uh, her man don't know her father. Yeah. Jin don't know her father. So we get a little cute moment with them at the gazebo. They, uh, son wants to run off and elope, and he says no. He wants to do it the right way. Yeah, he says that's. I, I want to get your dad permission. It doesn't. It's not right to elope. That's. She thinks it's their only chance. He gives her a cute flower. Which, that, that's one aspect I will say is kind of honorable. Like, he's not trying to be like, no, this is going to be... <laughs> Fuck it, let's go. Yeah. He's, he's like, well, I want to make sure that your dad actually is okay with me, because obviously that's going to become my family, too, and all that. That's a wholesome take on it. <laughs> well, that's... It's also a very misogynistic culture. Yeah, that's true. So, you can't say yes without He needs dads. permission from for the object to transfer possession. Oh, that's horrible. You're not you're not wrong, but um well we're disrupted by that. We get uh Jin runs off and just fucking trucks Attacks Mike Michael into the beach and just starts waylaying him with punches left drowning and right. him. And Sun screaming and Walt screaming, "Get off him. He's going to kill him." And then Saeed and Sawyer come out of fucking nowhere. Saeed and Sawyer come to the rescue. Saeed gives Dex him. Yeah, decks him and tackles him and he and Sawyer manage to wrestle him up and get him handcuffed. They handcuff him to a piece of the fuselage. Um And they still try and ask them what's going on. Yeah, they're like, What the fuck's going on? To which you get they get no answer. Blinksters. And then they finally ask Mike and Mike's like I didn't do shit. I've been minding my own business. I don't know what the fuck's going on. This is, you know, completely random. And when I first watched the show, I thought it was because Sun might have told Jin about what happened in the forest. That's what I was thinking at first. I thought, like, if not... For her honor. Yeah, if not he... If not her telling him, he somehow seeing it or finding out somehand. Mm -hmm. Uh... But yeah, it, it, uh, we find that out in a little bit. 
the real reason why he decides to just jump him. <laughs> Got nothing to do with the lady. <laughs> um, so then we have uh, Locke, Charlie... Kate and Jack. Kate and Jack going into uh, the valley to get that water. They're going to bring some water back. And they're looking around. They're like, wow, this is, this is a nice place. Jack's like, could get used to it here. Yeah, nice and cozy. After finding some corpses. That's that's beside the that point. That are 40 though. to 50 years old. 40 to 50. Is, is that what he determined? He Basically. said it would take that long for the clothes to decay like that. Yeah, because they're like mummified. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, we get Charlie sneaking off for a little a little druggy drew. <laughs> a little break. <laughs> a, little, a little smacker. And stumbles Locke, into some misfortune. Which Locke just keeps popping up at the <laughs> hey. right moment. He's like, he's Jesus Christ. He's just here. He's there. He's everywhere. Hmm. He's water. <laughs> um, but he's like, don't move. And at first I'm like, oh, there's going to be like a, a snake Stand or up. like a, a leopard or panther or something. Some kind of jungle. Big creature. Yeah. But no, he's standing on a beehive. Be kind to the bees. Be kind to the bees. Which... Charlie it has an irrational fear of bees, and I'm sitting there going, same, bro. Same. I I hate them. I hate bees. I hate spiders. I hate bugs. I just, I don't like bugs. While they're crawling on his face, it's like... Which, uh, a fun fact, he likes bees. Dominic Monaghan, big fan of bees. Really? So they were actually using, uh, for some aspects of it, real bees. There's... You can tell there are fake bees mm-hmm. because it, it, there's some CG bees that are like, yeah, that's that's, that's some mid 2000s <laughs> CG bees. Um, but for the bees, they use male drone bees uh, as they don't have stingers and therefore could not harm the actors. Hmm. Um, so yeah, they actually had a few bees on him, and you can kind of tell like the ones that are on his face, like those look real because they are real. Dang. Um, Did you know female bees are not born knowing how to make honey. Female bees are not born knowing how to make honey? They learn from the other females. How does the first female know? That's a chicken exit question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I need to know that. This is important information. There's a fun fact. Yeah. Now you're going to have me diving into Google later. (laughs) So if anyone can find that out, let us know. How did the first bee learn how to make honey? How did the first female bee learn how to make honey? Unless it was a male bee's like, oh, do this. Now tell your friends. But why would nature say, hey, only the... I don't think the... the males make honey. Oh, the males don't make honey. That's right. They construct the hive. Mm-hmm. The females go off and get the pollen, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Yeah, that is a chicken egg situation. What the hell? I don't like that. The queen need... bee knows all. I need verifiable... <laughs> bee closure. Yeah, bee closure. <laughs> um, Charlie freaks out, though. Stomps the bees while Jack's trying to cover it with a suitcase, which works. That does work, really, um, because the bees will just then start to create the hive out of that suitcase. Hmm. That's the like the reason why you don't want to rupture that beehive is once it cracks and opens and it's exposed. They're all coming. Yeah, they're gonna flee out and go. What is disturbing our beehive? But if, if you give them another safe space, yeah, then they're just gonna go fly up into that suitcase. And go, okay, yeah, we're just gonna expand. This is home now. <laughs> we we just knocked out a wall, and <laughs> the the condo's getting bigger. Um, so they they're running, they're fl- flinging, and bees, stripping, stripping, and they're getting stung and repeatedly. This is that would be some HBTV. 
HBTV. Reconstructing their hive. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> I'm proud of it. <laughs> I like it. Um, and then Jack and Kate are running and back into the cave. They're stripping down, and all of a sudden, they're, they're, they're doing some sexy running away. They're in their skibbies together, and you think, like, oh, they're going to have a little moment here. And then Jack and Locke, or Charlie. Charlie and Locke come back, and Charlie's like, you dropped this. You know, he makes like a, a, a breast cup joke. Uh, yeah. And she's she like, says it was full of bees. It's like, really? I thought they were full of C's. And she's like, I'll fucking slaughter you. <laughs> um, okay, what happens next? Oh, that's when we go back to the beach and they're talking to Mike and they're asking him what happened. He's mm-hmm. like, I didn't do anything wrong. Then, my son the whole time. Uh, Walt and Mike walk away. And during that whole instance... Uh, Walt, Mike says that Koreans uh, don't like Koreans don't like black people in America uh, in America which I've heard is a stereotype and then he has to explain to his son like no that's not true that's I just got mad and mm-hmm. was saying things yeah I was saying things so then they start talking and uh, they kind of get upset at each other because they don't seem to know much about each other because Walt's mom didn't say it never talked about him so yeah Mike asked him like what, what did what did mom say about you and she's Nothing, which that hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mike knows Walt's birthday, but Walt doesn't know anything about his dad. But it doesn't seem like Mike knows anything else other than maybe his birthday. How'd you get that read? Because he, he got the birthday right, mm-hmm. but they didn't really ask each other any more questions. But because I think uh, he's kind of like, I got it. He talks to son later and says, like, I don't even know anything about my son. I mean, yeah. Uh, so maybe he, it's, it's the, not really not knowing anything about my son, more not like the, close. yeah, I don't have that connection with my son that I want. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a better read. Um, oh, uh, so yeah, in the cave, Kate finds the corpse, um, and Jack finds something, he's searching in the pockets and he finds a little, uh, sash with, uh, black and white rocks. Yeah. And I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I kind of got a, like, and, like, is this eventually going to symbolize, like, good and evil? Like, yin and yang? Like, those, ah. those are the colors. So, like, it's specifically a black rock, and it's specifically a white rock. So, that's, I don't know if that's going to come back. He did pocket it, so. <laughs> Mine now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, these are pretty. Healing I'm gonna, crystals. I'm going to keep them. Healing crystals. In case anyone gets cancer on the island. <laughs> <laughs> Not recommended by the CDC. <laughs> So then we get another flashback to Sun. Uh, she's coming back with she's got a Chanel bag. Mm-hmm. She's got a few shopping bags. She's they got some money, looking cute. And then you hear some little yipping, some whimpers. And she picks up a squishy puppy, a squishy puppy with the rolls. Yes. And Jin pops out and says, "Oh yeah, I got this for you to keep you company because I'm always gone. I'm always working." Because, oh, your dad keeps me so, so busy. Which was supposed to be temporary. Yeah, he was. Supp- it was supposed to be a temporary job. Um, and then he gets a phone call. He's like, well, work's calling. Your dad's calling. I gotta, I gotta leave. And she says kind of mournfully. Yeah. More sadly, remember when all you had to give me was flowers? Yeah, that kind of hurts. And it can be read as all he had. Like, he didn't have the money for it, or all he had to do was give her flowers. Like, his attention was more valuable mm-hmm. than presents, and now he's like, um, I don't have my time to give you, so here's... here's a huge a gift. Here's, yeah, here's here's a Maserati. <laughs> Go nuts. Have fun. 
She's missing the flower days. <laughs> uh, and then we cut back, and Charlie and Locke uh, are having a little moment. <laughs> They're oh, yes. talking to it's each other fight, yeah. about... He recognizes Charlie from his band. Yeah, he recognizes Charlie from his band. He says, like, oh, I totally liked your solo album. It, it wasn't as bad as people were making it out to be, which kind of seems like a little backhanded. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's kind of like, eh, thank, thanks, I guess. He's like, I like the first one better than the second. Da, da, da. Yeah. Charlie tries to go alone to... To the loo. the loo. Um, and Locke's like, no. I think the fuck not. Which, I mean, if, he, if he's going to accompany me, sure, but like, I don't know. Obviously, Charlie's he not... He knows go- what's in the forest. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So he's like, yeah, after what just happened there, <laughs> what I've seen, no, you're not getting left alone. He may have to pee. I'm going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I think if I were Charlie, I'd be like, no, but I got a shit. <laughs> I want privacy. <laughs> just just be blunt with him. Maybe he'll be like, oh. Try watching Charlie's like. <laughs> just go hide behind a tree and start snorting your drugs while you're making grunting noises. <laughs> like, it's a big one. Like, can you go grab me some toilet paper? And then you finish up your drugs real quick and then you, you know. Stumble on over. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Locke doesn't really. He's, he's skeptical of Charlie at this point. He knows something's up. Yeah. Uh, which at that point, like, this is not the first time you've been caught trying to do your drugs. Maybe <laughs> discretion. There's like, only so many secret places on an island. That's true. Um, no such thing as privacy. I guess so. But, like, Sawyer finds his little private spot to stash away his ciggies, so. Yeah. Nobody but nobody wants to be around Sawyer. That's true. So they're like, yeah, fucking let him go and do his own thing. Who cares? If he gets mauled by whatever that is, okay. So that's when uh, Jack and Kate, Locke and Charlie have this conversation about, like, we can live here. We don't need to bring the water to the people. Yeah. We need to bring the people to the water. Which, oh, what an idea. And Kate's like, eh, nah. She, she doesn't seem to be so on Not the biggest fan. Um, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're a good leader, but is this the right call to bring everybody off the, the beach? Where the, a plane or rescue team would see them. So that's when we have, uh, Kate and Jack go back to the beach to bring the water back to everyone. And give them the option. And they run by Saeed, who's chopping wood. And Saeed is not happy. (laughs) He had to break up a fight on the beach. Yeah, so... The, the last thing he wants to do right now is move everyone into an enclosed area, which, yes, you're going to have shelter. Yes, you're going to have an, an infinite supply of spring water. Which, it's also very tight quarters. Yeah. Um, and he does he does pose a good point. So I, I did want to kind of discuss this a little bit of beach versus... I was going to ask you, what team are you? Which team am I? Yeah. Would you go in or stay up? I don't know, because that spring water looks so <laughs> fucking tasty. We talked last time about how I'm addicted to water. Yeah, we, we love our water. So, like, right from the source, you just catch me, like... <laughs> Sorry, Saeed. Right under the waterfall, just drinking every drop. You know where I am. <laughs> if a plane comes by, come and get me. I'm chilling. And, like... You're out of the sun. You're, it's probably nice and cool in that cave. That's why he said, because the overcast of the forest or whatever. The the, the shrubbery. Mm-hmm. The, the Blocked the sun. Foliage. That's why it was another pro of moving to the cage, cave. So Sai, it's like, oh, you're just going to... Give up. 
and not run this by all are you going to run this by everyone or what what are you what are you thinking of doing here because obviously we need to keep on the beach this is important we need to keep that signal fire going we need to be seen otherwise we're going to be stuck here forever which at this point i think jack's kind of just accepted that we are buddy he's like no one's coming to get us man if we if they do great but are they are they really are they coming i don't think so i'm team forest all the way your team forest get me out of the sun okay i'm i'm glad we can we can move into the cave together then <laughs> we don't have to go visit each other you can come visit me you stay on the beach well and i mean the it's the beach you got like maybe you're gonna wake up a crab's gonna be pinching your toe Yucky. they're saying that the boars are coming back so you'd be like susceptible to the boars susceptible to boar well, and that's what Jack said with like the the enclosed entryway to the it's cave. Better for pred- predators. Yeah. So unless a bear decides to come back and go, what are you doing in my home, boo boo? <laughs> <laughs> um. So Jack talks to Hurley to kind of propose. He's he's proposing to everybody like, hey, what do you think? Do you want to go and come with us to the cave? And you Hurley's like, here. like, oh, what about you and Kate though? And Jack's just like, are we in high school? And he's like, you didn't deny it. She, he plays really coy. She's like, whatever. Because they have that moment earlier where Kate stops to tie her shoe. Tie her shoe. She's like, you checking me out? Which, come on, man. She's she's leading you on. She's clearly saying, like, I'm on the market. Please, please be checking me out. Yeah, please be checking me out. And he's like, oh, oh no, I was just. I was uh, thinking about how good the campsite would be if we were to bring people in. And uh, we can, uh, what does he say? He says something about the water. Like, oh, we can make a, uh, a filtration. We can make a dam. A so dam. Like we always have enough water for everyone. She's like, fucking nerd. Like, fucking nerd. Bro, that's not what she were thinking of. Just be honest with me. Um, so we get the, the next flashback where Sun is talking to... An interior his, designer. An interior designer. Like. Uh, air quotes. Interior designer. And their dog, a little older now. He's probably two, three years old now. He was older in the other flashback when um, Jin came back from work. That we, we we skipped over that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jin comes back home from work. He's got blood all over him on his like uh, shirt, shirt, hands, jacket everywhere. And he runs to the bathroom to start washing his hands. And son's like, "What the hell is going on? What are you hurt? What did you, what happened? What like, whose blood is this? Whose blood is this?" And he's not answering. He's being very. Just focused on washing off. Mm-hmm. So she slaps him. She slaps him real good. She decks him. Audible. Good stuff. Kind of looks like she punched him. Um, and there's no resolution for that, right? He's just like, your dad tells me to do things and I do them. I do whatever your dad tells me to do. So you're kind of inferring from this. We're not given like exact. It's kind of ambiguous, but... Uh, we have the idea that... The mafia? Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah... Her dad runs some kind of mob. A some, not so good legal business. Yeah, a uh, a flower shop is what he runs. <laughs> he cut his hand on the on the bedelias. Shears on the on the shears. Um, so clearly, he's having to rough people up or potentially kill. Which that's a lot of blood. Yeah, I doing he, something he, not he, so great. He definitely killed someone. Um. And so, yeah, we got the the flashback where she's talking to the quote-unquote interior designer. Uh, Saying how your husband said money's no object, you're a very lucky wife. 
basically yeah like like praising him in, in front of him and then goes the son like, suggests oh let's go talk in the let's the, look at the apartment from the bedroom and she's like all right here's the here's the deal you gotta fucking leave him <laughs> bet you sure uh, this is how you're gonna do it you guys are going on a flight uh there's gonna be a car that comes to pick you up at eleven fifteen, and she makes her repeat it you will bring nothing with you what time Eleven fifteen. what time Eleven fifteen. um so first I, she asks if she's sure yeah. And that like, says, like, your husband and father will do everything they can to find you. Um, until they think that you're dead. Yeah. Uh, which Are you like, sure you and your husband can't reconcile things? Yeah. Which clearly, like, if, if you're involved now, lady... It's a little late. It's it's pretty late for reconciliation. And do you want to reconcile with someone a who... potential hitman. Yeah, someone who is doing very immoral things, even if it's for your dad, like... Fuck your dad at this point. Like, he, he's clearly not... No, a, Maybe your dad's not a good guy. Yeah. It's almost like she knows that already, and she's kind of like, eh. Time to go. Yeah, trying to keep dad's work out of sight, out of mind, all that stuff. Husband brought it home. And it was supposed to be a temporary job because he was supposed to get a different job. This was just for the time being until they could afford to be on their own. To appease her father, it um, seemed like. So we don't know. Maybe Jen's like, you know what? I, I like, this. like the money. This, this, this is good money. I can't get money like this anywhere else. Uh, and we get Sun walking into the jungle. She's kind of spying on Mike. He's chopping wood. Starts monologuing like, great, this is the last person I need to see. He's like, oh, what, what are you, you coming back here to, to not talk to me again? And then... I need to talk to you. In English! That, that was that was a good surprise. I mean, I, I kind of felt like it was coming with uh, because like the scene before when she's talking to the interior designer, uh, she asks if she's been taking her lessons. Yeah, very vague. Have you been taking your lessons? And she responds, "Yes, I have." Uh, so that's that's a good setup and payoff. Mm-hmm. A very I, I kind of the, it kind of floated past my head. Like, have you been taking your lessons? I'm like, lessons in like is is this like is the- Karab Maga. Yeah, or like self-defense. What kind of lessons are we talking here? English. English she knows English. Um, so she asks, tells Mike, he didn't jump you because of him, you seeing me. He jumped you because you're the wearing watch. my father's watch. And he's like, I just needed a, a watch. I found this on the beach. What the fuck? <laughs> my, my watch was broken and I found this in the wreckage. So... Kind of a finder's keeper situation right now. Yeah. You can kind of infer maybe this belonged to someone who is dead and... They ain't going to use it. Yeah. So obviously Jin doesn't have means of uh, diplomatically going, hey, that watch does not belong to you. May I please have that? Instead he goes, I'm going to kick the fuck out of you. <laughs> but also somewhere in between, maybe he could have gone over, gestured at the watch yeah, like point, looked angry. Point to the watch. Point to me, or point like to the watch. Point at Sun, like saying, mm-hmm. like, "Hey, that hers. That's hers." And then maybe he would understand. Oh, oh, that I'm so sorry. Yeah, let me kind of like back to mine. You. It mine. <laughs> no, drown him. Um. So then we cut back to Charlie and Jonathan Luck and. Charlie's sneaking off to do his little drugs, and then Locke... <laughs> Pops up out of nowhere again. Like a fucking whack-a-mole. <laughs> what you doing? The bald whack-a-mole he is. Like, hey, <laughs> what are you doing, bud? Try. It's like, I know what you're doing. You, you don't need to be doing it. It's like, don't pretend to know anything about me. Yeah. Like, I don't. I'm not jealous. I want to help. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very wholesome moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he starts talking to him about the guitar. He's like, what about the guitar, man? You said you wanted to find the guitar. What if... He's like, he says something you gotta about... You've got to pay the price. for the, If the island wants to give you something, you've got to give something to the island. Yeah, which if I were Charlie, I'd be like, dude, what are you talking about? Do you have are drugs? you on the drugs? What do you have? Can we share? <laughs> so, yeah, he tells him to give him the drugs. And then he says, look up. He's like, I'm... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna look. You still on this shit? And he's like, "No, literally, look, look up. up." And there's his guitar, fully yeah. intact in the case. What do you know? Another miracle on this island of miracles. The island of misfit toys. Island of misfit guitars. <laughs> so, we have Mike. We cut back to him. He's got an axe. He's running up to <laughs> Jin. Jin handcuffed. This is a very bold thing to do. Uh... Does he, does, he, does he free him and then... No, he kind of monologues at him, angry, I think, to, like, intimidate, kind of. He's like, I needed a, a watch because mine was broken, but we're on a then fucking I realized, island. What's the point of time? There's no point. Yeah, time is irrelevant here. So he, like, throws the watch at him. He's like, take it. And then he... Does he? Yeah. Oh, I thought he kept it. He, he, he Well, he, 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 like, shoves it into him, like, shoves it at his chest, like, like take it. And then Jin, like, like clutches it at his chest, mm. like, takes it. And then he swings the axe, which is a very bold thing to do because... These handcuffs are not long. They're tiny. That was kind of a continuity issue there. Uh, I noticed that when... He went at the one that was... He didn't go for the bar in between. He went for the one that was... That was hooked yeah. up. Still, if you miss... Yeah. I think he was taking that chance. <laughs> um, well, the continuity issue was that the handcuffs were just, you know, normal, uh, like, cop handcuffs. Mm-hmm. They're, like, the chain in between is very small. And so that, like, his hand would be very, like, maybe five, six inches away from the other cuff. Uh-huh. So even him swinging at the other cuff that's hooked up to the bar, still kind of ballsy, because you might hit his hand. So what's the continuity error? The continuity error is when he cuts the chain, when he cuts the, the, the other cuff off, mm-hmm. the chain is much longer. It's almost, it looks like the, the feet cuffs that you would put on a prisoner. Okay. So for that, they uh, they use different cuffs. And it kind of stuck with me. I'm like, oh, that. Very obviously a different chain. If you say so. That was it, just something that I noticed. Um, so now uh, Jin is free, and we now have a little montage played over Hurley's uh, record player. Or his, about, his, skip the other flashback. The other flashback? Of her oh, at the airport. That's right. They are at the airport. It's that scene again where Jack is trying to convince the... Uh, Airline woman. The yeah, the receptionist at the airline. That please, I need to. Like, this hearse needs to be on the plane, or this coffin needs to be on a plane. Mm-hmm. And we kind of get the perspective of once again, Jin is standing behind him. There's a purpose for Jin being behind him, mm-hmm. and off behind Jin, uh, a few feet is Sun. Sun standing there, checking she, out the time. She's looking at the time. It's now eleven fifteen. She looks out the the gates and sees that there's a car waiting that was the car that was waiting for her mm-hmm. right it was like a black car yeah and she starts like crying she's very like emotionally torn like do i leave him and then she glances over at him and he's got like a little flower and you're like oh that's cute she did mention the flower <laughs> well shit <laughs> and she's like fuck you man come on now you're about to get away now you got the flower and she she starts walking for a few feet and then just realizes like no no i, I can't do this and then shows up behind him yeah, very very good acting because it's it the face says so much. She is talented. Mm-hmm. 
so she stands behind him. He gives her the flower, and she's like, "Ask what's wrong." Yeah, what's wrong? And she's like, "Oh, it's the flowers it's just so beautiful. too beautiful." It's like, oh, he's so aloof. He has no idea that Men. she's very. She's in a completely different place than you think she is, dude. So, yeah, I did good with that flower. <laughs> he's like, I just won points. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to the island. We now have Team Waterfall, which is Jack, Hurley, uh, Jin and Son, Charlie, and Locke, as well as a few unnamed, unnamed background people. people. I was kind of like looking at them like, oh, well, that's, that's just someone we don't have a name for. Okay. <laughs> I don't know you. And then we've got Team Beach, which is Saeed, Mike and Walt, Kate, Sawyer, and more unnamed, unnamed individuals. people, which... At this point, is is there 40 people left? Ish. 40-ish. So, of the, like, 15 or 20 that we have that are named, there's a lot more people that are unnamed. Yeah. That are just, you know... Background characters and filler. So, for those actors, it's... Unless they get a name eventually, it's kind of unfortunate, because it's like, oh, were you on... You were on the show Lost? That's cool. What... Who are you? Who are you? That background guy. I was the guy in the orange shirt. Passenger number four. Passenger number four. And that is the House of the Rising Sun. Cue licensed music. Uh, Cue licensed music from (laughs) Willie Nelson. That was... You looked up? uh, The the, the end song. Oh. uh, Was Willie Nelson. I was saying House of the Rising Sun starts playing on our podcast. (laughs) But we would get sued. Uh, We don't want that. Um... Yeah, the the song that Willie the Willie Nelson song, which I was gonna look up the the lyrics, uh, that they pick like, like the the song lyrics are very. Uh, are you where you want to be? Yeah, significant for. The choice that was just made. And the song is called "Are You Sure," which even the title of the song hmm. is very much. Are you making the correct decisions? Mm-hmm. And you kind Kate of, and Jack got in a little fight. Yeah, so now they're on separate sides. Kate's like, "You know where to find me." Jack's like, "Yeah, you know where to find me." He says it first, and then she kind of mumbles, you know where to find me, too. Yeah, so she, she kind of says that to herself, doesn't uh, say it to him. And then you kind of get the little montage where we're seeing everyone from Team Waterfall, and we got Team Beach, and we get this little cross-fade uh, dissolve between Jack, Jack and Kate. Kate, which is very clearly, if you, if you want to be any more on the nose, <laughs> like uh, TV shows love to tell you, like, hey... These characters are supposed to be together. They gonna fuck. <laughs> Eventually, but not right now. Will they, won't they? There's no condoms on the island. No condoms on the island. Unplanned island babies. Oh, God. There'd be so many. <laughs> well, Jack is going to become... A labor and delivery doctor. A labor and delivery doctor. And that's it. You got any, you got any closing statements? Make sure to leave honey sugar water out for the bees. Make sure to leave sugar water. Do they like sugar water? Yeah. Is it like a tasty snack for them? That's what's in those bags. That like um, restaurants had. Oh. It's just a sweet water. But that's like a death trap for them, right? No, you can just fill like take a tennis ball lid, like from a cup, and just put a little thin layer of water, with some sugar in it. So it keeps them going to that instead of. No, it gives them a little something to eat if there's no flowers. Or hive. Oh, okay. It helps protect the bee population because bees make up a third of your diet. Good. They gravy. support things that help make up a third of your diet. Brought to you by Beefacts. <laughs> Beefacts. All right. Keep it cosmic. 
Make sure to leave honey water out <laughs> leave, for your bees. <laughs> Sugar water out for your bees. It's a vital part of our ecosystem. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye.